0: welcome to the infill podcast where we interview the most interesting members of the 3d printing and maker communities live and with audience
1: participation and now here is your host jonathan levy greetings everyone yes the overlay has stopped working today but we are back after a one week hiatus and i'm really really excited about today's episode for a multitude of reasons Uh, My guest today is a member of the 3D printing community, very active member. You've definitely seen him. You've seen the jokes about his favorite things, which are French cleats and belt printers. Uh, But more importantly, he's an active member of this community, serving this community with different products, innovations, some of them open source, some of them through his web store, repcore.com. I'm very excited to welcome Pooch. Welcome, my friend. How are you? I'm well,
0: greetings everyone, thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, really good to have you. I'm gonna try and get you on the screen because now it's also killing me with the, oh no. The video's The technology. Yeah, I, I always make the mistake of updating the software immediately before <laughs> we go live, but people can hear you. It's a little bit of a bummer that people only see me, but I'm sure like 10 minutes in, very awkwardly, it will work. I see what you're
0: doing here. Keep that that focus on you there. That's fine. I'll be the voice in the background.
1: (laughs) Wow, this is so weird that I can't switch to you. Huh. Well, at least people know it's a live show. Uh, Pooch, I did a really bad job with your intro. I'd love for you to explain uh, from your perspective kind of who you are, what you do in the community, and then I want to get into how you got into 3D printing.
0: Yeah. No, no, you did a great job. I mean, you summed it up well. I I love French cleats. I love belt printing. I love all things 3D printing. Uh, Repcord started back in 2016 as a side hustle the way a lot of these things often do. Uh, I was a web developer for 15 years or so prior. Did a lot of amazon integrations and was seeing uh how much money people were making doing that was getting really tired of sitting in front of the computer all day long and so i'm like well I you know i can i can i can do this amazon hustle thing so started thinking about what i was getting into really enjoyed 3d printing as a hobby and i was like you know what if what if i start a brand and start white labeling some filament and that's what i did and then quickly added on like nozzles and other accessories for the amazon store Uh, and then did that, like had the whole, you know, experience, like trying to figure out how to get full pallets of material into my garage and, and, you know, drive down to the, uh, local distribution center to pick up stuff. And, you know, all all the joys with, uh, you know, trying to run a business out of your home. Yep. And, um, a couple years in, I finally said, oh, well, I got all this filament sitting around. What if I, um. What if I make a nice little storage box for it so I can like hang it up on the wall and, and have it a little bit cleaner? So the, the rep box was born actually of an organizational need. And uh, pretty soon people were like, well, I'd buy that. Can I, will you sell me one? And I'm like, I guess we got a product here. And so like started down the fabrication road. Uh, COVID hit. Um, it did, you know, all sorts of interesting stuff with facials as we pause. And then after COVID actually like made the leap to full time, got a shop space. Um, got into fabricating full-time, got a bunch of laser cutters and we cool. laser cut and flat pack and do all kinds of stuff. And then it's kind of grown from there. We do OEM, we do versions for Prusa and Lulzbot and other Very cool. companies as well as our own. So yeah, I mean, that's, I got that. That's as quickly as I think I can sum all of that up, but there
1: you yeah, go. And I wish people could see the actual products over your head because you've got a rep rack and you've got some Prusas and you've got a uh, rep box and i'm frantically still trying to figure out how i get you on the screen with me but it'll yeah, come I, eventually by the time describe. we're done it'll come. <laughs> so what i what i didn't know i didn't know from the things that you said uh that you weren't full time until after covid which is really cool so congrats a little bit delayed there um and i didn't realize that so much of your business was around filament storage i think in my head i thought that you sold 3d printers and i thought you were like retailing all kinds of filament it's really around products that you design and develop
0: more so nowadays yes um which has been a really like satisfying and terrifying journey all at the same time like i didn't Mm -hmm. really set out to be a manufacturer Um, that's, you know, what I talk about on my podcast, doing the whole maker hustle where it's like turning your hobby into your jobby. So I'm really passionate about entrepreneurism and stuff like that, as I know you are as well. And, um, and so, you know, we have conversations around that as well. And I always disclaim, like, I don't have it figured out, man. Like there's days where I'm questioning everything, just like a lot of us, like, I don't know, is it going to work? But, um, I, I feel like I wouldn't want to have it any other way, man. Controlling your own destiny. You know, not having to ask permission to go to the dentist when you need to, <laughs> like being your own boss is pretty rad, uh, but also pretty terrifying, especially when you start to get employees and other people that like rely on you for their livelihood, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. How many people are you, if you don't mind me asking over at Record?
0: Yeah, yeah. So we've been as many as five. We're like, I say two, uh, two, and unfortunately, like we're in slow summer months. So I've got one guy on furlough. Mm-hmm. So it's me and one other guy at the moment um but we're working to build it back up again uh summer's always been a really slow grind for us yeah. and that's people been something i've been trying outside. to i don't
1: know why they do it but people tend right? to go outside when the weather's yeah. nice it's like go back in your hole and play with your toys yeah stop like going outside
0: guys it's like my sales are suffering you exactly.
1: know exactly like, your kids don't back in print. to see you just print shit for them right um i get that i i <laughs> yeah. used to be in a very seasonal business probably very similar to yours in a funny way it was also in uh northern california we were selling luxury car parts No way. You were in, you were in Northern California. I did that for, for many years. I lived there until I was 24. Uh, Where? where?
0: In Saratoga. Oh, no way. I grew up, I grew up in Cupertino, not far from there. No
1: way. Wow. That's a really small world.
0: Folks are still there.
1: Um, So that's really cool. And and so I definitely can identify with the pallets and pallets of stuff uh, and the seasonal sales. I think it's really, really cool. That you have left, what I can only assume in California, software engineer, like a really, really lucrative career, one to do something that you love, but two, selling your own products, right, like and yeah. and making a living off of your own creativity and your own uh, ingenuity. And you're not a you're not a mechanical engineer by trade, which is inspiring to people like me who really aspire to design more things and solve more problems using engineering skills. So uh, that's, that's my bit of flattery for the day is I've used the stuff that you've designed and it's awesome. So,
0: well, I appreciate that, man. It's uh, it's nice to hear. I, uh, I'm, I'm the kind of guy that says like, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. You know, I've, I've tried so many things. I actually studied mechanical engineering though. I didn't get my degree in it. Uh, I had like three different majors before I like settled on industrial technology, Mm -hmm. which is something I didn't use for forever. And it's only now that I'm starting to like, Oh, yeah. All that stuff I learned about Kanban and TQM and all that uh, is actually starting to come in handy again. So right now we have no video. Oh, yeah.
1: I figured better black than than just seeing me. But I could go back to just me. I also kind of was hoping that I could get it to work if I like reset it
0: but yeah try turning it off and back on again right that's the the problem
1: with live it always gets me and you know what's gonna happen is all these clicks that i've put through of like switch camera try this do that eventually it's gonna all go at once and totally you know interrupt us but we're gonna make the best of it until then and i'm gonna switch to obs next week um we're gonna roll with how did you get into 3d printing in the first place
0: you know i think like a lot of people it was just like i you know i'd read some stuff about it. And I'm like, wow, that sounds really cool. And, um, let's see, where did I first see it? Like I had a buddy that had one and then like, you know, I, I did the whole thing that you see like kids do or they like, I just like sat there and stared for it, stared at it for way too long. And I was yeah. like, I gotta give me, gotta give me one of these things and um and and then that little light bulb goes off and you have that moment where you start playing with some CAD and you you like can take something like out of your mind and yes. and then out of your computer and then like actually like manifest it in the real world and it's like black magic you know totally. and you're like this is this is unlike any other tool I've ever experienced um because totally. it's so yeah, it just it just like manifests things out of out of the ether, you know, in a way that you just don't get from like your woodworking
1: tools and, right. and other stuff. And people yeah. who haven't tried to make something like my wife's like, yeah, cool. It printed a piece of plastic, and and you know, she she gets how cool that is. But people who haven't actually tried like woodworking or metal machining and, and like to understand how difficult it is to make this level of complex stuff and make it repeatable, like. They have less of an appreciation for it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's like, I can make a thousand of these and it's no additional work. You know, <laughs> like. I, it, well, it, what, what's wild to me, like, I just
0: geek out on the tool set so much because it's like no other tool, like, I have like has a community around it the way nobody Truth. talks about, you know, the uh, the bandsaw community, the way they talk about the re- the the uh, 3D printing community. Right. True. There's just something
1: Truth. so, so cool about that tool. Now, I assume that the rep in rep chord comes from rep rap. Where does the chord yeah. come from? Yeah. Well,
0: so like I said, I was originally like just reselling filament. is like kind of my like, ah, uh, here's that kind here's of cord. thing. And so cord, like I'm thinking, okay, the, the cord, the filament, the the material that goes into rep rap machines and it sounded kind of cool and Got it. sound. Yeah. Yeah. You know, going through that whole, I mean, you've had businesses before and like the amount of time we spend thinking about like, can I get the domain? Like, is it going right. to be memorable? You know? And, oh and I kind of yes. fell into that trap where I have like, you know if somebody hears it they're like well they don't know intuitively how it's spelled which isn't ideal all the time right. but um you know i just i just went with it and it's unique enough and now it's now it's stuck
1: it's definitely stuck and people know it and it's very memorable i didn't know the the cord was filament so that's really really cool yeah um and so i i want to ask you and I, i'll tell the audience i did ask if I could ask you this before we went ahead, you've been uh, a big Prusa guy for a long time, Prusa guy. Uh, Mm. And you, as you said, you have partnerships with them, you have partnerships with other businesses, but at the same time, you're running a business, you have bamboo printers. What's been interesting and sad to me has been kind of, I, I think a lot of people like myself who are really, really big fans of some of the other brands have become kind of disenchanted and disappointed. Uh, mm-hmm. For this, for you, this is a tool, right, to run your business. And so I think the use case of something like a Prusa Mark IV, if for anyone makes sense for you, I'm wondering like where your, where your plan, I, I don't want to get into like what's your favorite and, and kind of personal things, but as a business owner, as a maker, someone who makes for a living, what direction are you taking your business? What kind of printers are you going to be investing in and why? yeah no that's a
0: that's a that's a great question and um one of the things I often like to say if anybody's you know listened to me talk on anything before it was like the the you know maker pooch and and business pooch like are constantly at odds with each other a lot of times yeah. right so there's like the things that I do that kind of like feed my passion for the 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 hobby the space and all that stuff um you know, building Vorons and like, it's my business to kind of like know the industry and, uh, try to experience as much as possible. And I, as a, as a, as a business, as a consumer as well, like I love competition. Like I I talk about this all the time. I think that as a business, we oftentimes fear that, uh, competition is somebody coming, you know, to eat your lunch. right? Right. But, um, a lot of times, like if you reframe that and you look at it in a way where it's like, no, this is actually like inspiring me to sharpen my pencil, do better. Um, it 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 makes uh, for better product for everyone. It 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 totally. builds out the space. Um, so, but to answer your question, kind of like on the business side, like somewhere I'm, when when I'm wearing my business hat, the things that I'm looking for. Um, are almost in direct opposition to what Maker Pooch is looking at, right? It's like, I need things that I know are gonna work that I intentionally do not tinker with. These are my tools. I don't play with my tools. I use my tools yes. to make money. And, and so for me... The right tool for the job is the one that uh, has a, a workflow that works for me and my you know employees that are running it that right. is reliable and maintainable and serviceable and you know a lot of things that just don't matter to the general consumer in the same way. Um, I I gravitated toward Prusa for the same reason a lot of other businesses did. It's it's probably. Uh, historically been one of the best bang for your bucks in terms of like the overall workflow of yep. the process. Right. So from everything from like slicer on through um, and, and obviously like they put their money where their, you know, mouth is, or this is probably, I'm not yeah. mixing metaphors here, but you get the idea. It's like they're making their own product on a farm yes. with their own stuff. I'm like, I don't know of another printer that has been more historically validated so far. Yes. Um, now, in the future, will that change? Uh, hopefully, like, I think that I, I, uh, like you said, I do own a bamboo because it's like, I want to, I want to see what all this is about. I feel like I was a little bit late to the party, but, um, I can absolutely see on the consumer side, the appeal for that, the fit and finish the product design piece, the customer base that that appeals to, um, is is different and it's new and exciting i would say because it's it's trying um it's trying to engage people that are like new to the space and, yep. and bring them in and, and appeal to more of the appliance side to the people that don't want to tinker. Right. Yeah. I just want something like, I like my microwave. I just want to open up the microwave, put my coffee and reheat it and have it go. Like, I don't want to figure out how to maintain my microwave.
1: Um, self, I need to send you an espresso <laughs> machine. <laughs> I need, I
0: need, uh, I, I'm a kind of a coffee geek as much as I like keep, you know, yeah. get, uh, going back and forth and I love, uh, I love it. It's a. It's my. It's my one vice. I say. Yeah. yeah. So if I start talking too fast, that's why I'm all hopping. No, up all and, good.
1: Yeah, you yeah. know, you bring up a really good point, and actually, my video coming out next week is going to be about this because I knew everyone was going to do the Anchor Make M5C review, and I was like, I don't want to do another review. So what I did is I I had a, a sixty uh, a mother. I won't give ages, but a mother of twenty somethings come in, and I was like, hey, here's this 3D printer. You know, it's yep. designed to be super user-friendly. You can run the whole thing with an app. Like, let's see what happens, you know? And uh, Mank was cool with the idea. I was like, okay. I'm just, you know, I'm going to help you as much as I would help my mom. Like, hey, here's X, Y, and Z. You know, you're, you're kind of like, at least me with my mom, I'm like, okay, mom, here's the new iPhone. Here's the camera app. All right, have fun, you know? Like, so I didn't baby her, but uh, she did manage to print some stuff. Uh, and I think it's going to be an interesting video. But at the same time, like, you know, Your microwave doesn't need regular maintenance the way that a 3D printer does. So I go back and forth on like, is this the future? Should it be the future? You know, should it be what we're all aiming at? Or we don't all have a lathe at home.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and and it doesn't have to be the same thing for everyone. Right. Like, I don't think we need to dismiss like because there's 100 percent the crowd that really enjoys the journey. Right. Like I want to I want to understand how this machine works because we are not at appliance level yet. Right. If it's not a matter of if it breaks, it's when it's going to break or something's going to go wrong. Uh, It is way easier to troubleshoot and work through it when, uh, you have a machine that's serviceable and supported and, uh, yeah. you know, easy to, to, to work on. Um, uh, don't get me wrong. Like on the, on the bamboo side of things, like when, when you get it, that out of box experience and when you go like, it's totally. great, it's top tier. Now I know there's a lot of drama around like, well, you know, built on the shoulders of giants, they're borrowing a lot of stuff totally. from open source, da, 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 da. We don't need to get into that <laughs> right now. But, um, I think that, where, where as a business, when I look at that and I say, it's just, it's, it's, it's cool. It's fast. It's got a lot of cool things going for it, but it's unproven. It doesn't have a track right. record yet. Right. right. I look at it and I see like, okay, the rods are glued in on the X gantry. Like if this thing, you, you know, how many cycles does this thing have before it fails? Right. And are they going for planned obsolescence here where by the time, you know, that it, it, it gets sloppy enough that the rails go, you're going to get a new printer anyway. Right. That's kind of my feel, but maybe not i don't know we, time will tell right as we start to see what yeah. the the maintenance track record and longevity is because obviously when you start moving really fast and, and having high totally. speed vibrations and stuff like that um you start putting hundreds and thousands of hours on the machine and the experience changes really quick
1: i will ask a, a pointed question which is mark 4 are you going to be you know the next printer that that you need to add to your business are you going to get a mark 3 or a mark 4 and the reason i'll ask is because I I mean I've been outspoken in my like I was a big Prussia fan and then I kind of got impatient um yep and yep, I probably yep, yep. didn't handle it very well with my impatience I tend to kind of overemote but then I I saw that uh Thomas and Stefan who are I consider to be you know big they they get the, it right the Germans like, yes yeah yes. and the, and the Germans were like Ugh really uncomfortable about like well i'll use it because they sent it to me but i'm worried uh and and so worried, i worried for prusa worried for the future yeah yeah, yeah. And, no, let's, and that, let's that was my that. sentiment let's... too like i'm personally yeah. invested in that brand as well uh so i i'm curious about your level of concern yeah and are well, you going to be getting let's... mark fours in your business
0: so I already have a Mark IV. So mm-hmm. when pretty much everything Prusa drops, whether it's because I'm part of beta or, you know, some of my relationships with farming and stuff like that, I I am lucky enough to be a little bit early, um, which is is a blessing and a burden sometimes, right? Because it's like sometimes you're seeing how the sausage is made and, and right. I completely can relate to the challenges of um, – the needs to, uh, just release sometimes, right? Like right. I understand as a business, like the pains of supply chain and all these things. And like, sometimes we don't get to release things in the state that we, we really want to, we have to, right. you know, compromises abound, Right. So anyway, um, if we want to talk specifically about Mark four, I got the Mark four, like pretty much in the first batches that came off the line. yeah. um, A lot of rad stuff, you know, like, like you and other people, you know, the, the promise of like, uh, oh, it's, you know, it was supposed to have input shaper and all that stuff. And now, and now they're, you know, they're making good on it. So I, I think I've learned to trust the Prusa system because over the years they have proven that, I mean, look, they're still releasing firmware for Mark II, right? So it's like, what other company do we know that does that? Right. So yes, it sucks to have to be patient. I like you do not suffer fools. Well, a lot of times I am not a patient person. Uh, that's not a descriptor I would typically choose for myself. I don't know if that's a part of the entrepreneurial thing. You know, it's like, we just want, we want it now. Um, but it is something I'm working on and I want to learn to be better at. Uh, that's it's, and the only way to learn that is practice. But on Mark four, um, They, they are on, I believe they just dropped alpha four of input shaper. Yeah. Don't quote me on that, guys. And by the time you hear this, it may have changed again because they're moving Fair. very fast and furiously. And the YouTube delay tell... is
1: so long that they may... That's right. <laughs> As we just discovered. That's right. <laughs>
0: um, I, I can say this. Uh, I know for a fact that they, uh, they, being Prusa, are investing heavily in the software side, both on the firmware and the slicer. Yeah. That's why we are seeing a ton of updates yeah. uh, coming quickly. Um, same thing on the Excel side. I know as they kind of get a wider offering, uh, the challenges around diluting, um, you know, the support for multiple, you know, they've got, they've got mini now they've got Mark two, the people are still contacting about Mark two, three and four. Now you've got Excel, you've got the resin side of things. Uh, you know, they've got the FFS and and, uh, all of it. Right. So So these are the growing pains that any company goes through, but the 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 positive thing, and the thing that I try to you know remind myself of when I'm, when I'm getting impatient is like they have the best track record of all, and they will get it done. they oh, do yeah. get it done hundred percent unfortunately, it sucks when you're sitting around and waiting. I've had conversations with many uh you know people that were day one orders on Excel, and they're like, "Wait, they said they were shipping now they're not shipping um because yeah. they don't you know I, I get it it's like It's a lot more painful, especially with a big honking beast of a machine to ship it out and then potentially have to have it back and do it again and all that stuff. So I think I can empathize a little bit better because I run a business myself, but you can't at the same time, you cannot uh, just keep using that excuse out there. Right. And so I know, I know, know that the public expects better, demands better. And now that there's more competition out there, the industry requires better. Right. Um, and so, you know, spending time for thinking about how we craft that message and do stuff. I, I do appreciate that as painful as it is, they try to be as honest and upfront. I don't you know. Joe personally writes those blog right. entries and, you know, uh, struggles with what's the right thing to say. Yeah. And it, we, you know, we don't need it to rabbit take on it also it, was um, like,
1: but. you could look at the mark for, maybe it was you who said this, but I, I, in the beginning, as news was coming out about it, I kind of formed my opinion. And someone, it might have been you, no, it was Joe, it was Joe, who basically said, "Like, I know that the whole world is expecting a fast core XY machine, but our first obligation is to the people who we've told, the 350,000 people we've told, you'll always be able to upgrade yep. your machine to to meet You know the challenge and meet the kind of standard. So if you reframe it and you look at it not as Prusa resting on their laurels and just offering a machine that's a little bit better as if bamboo never came along, but actually, and this is what they claim, I take them at face value, but actually, like making good on the fact that hey, there's three hundred fifty thousand machines out there. We aspire to be an ecologically friendly company. We don't want people throwing them away, which is why the Mm -hmm. upgrade, you know, path is is there. Um, Mm -hmm. and that the proof is going to be in the pudding if in a year from now they come out with a monster core X, Y that isn't, you know, big, but is like, you know, the, the machine that, that will stop what I have to assume is hemorrhaging in terms of sales. I mean, so you and I both probably have affiliate links out there, right? You know more than me about Prusa sales, but I, you know, creality so I don't do
0: page. affiliate for for one I'll t- I'll t- yeah yeah yeah, yeah no yeah, I I enough. understand I understand um, I understand where you're getting at
1: I have to imagine and I say this not happily like I have to imagine that sales have taken a real hit with the next wave of printers coming out but then again they did fine when creality was around you know and and was in its yeah. heyday so well, and again, it's yeah. So the, the the market.
0: Thankfully, we're in a growth market, right? Like, there's more right. people coming into the fold than ever before, and Bruce is doing great. They're still doing okay, and you're absolutely right that. the 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 times are changing and expectations are changing and when people are coming in and they're comparing the prusa of which has been referenced as like this is the printer to get historically uh and and i'm talking about kind of newer people coming into the fold right versus that like it's a it's a different uh perspective think about this for a second if prusa was starting at the same point that bamboo started yeah. Okay. Think about the decisions that they would be making and stuff like that. I I know for a fact right. that the the amount of development time that they've been working on iterating uh has has been it long predates bamboo and a lot of other totally. things. Right. And so we're only starting to see now the things come out that have been in the, sh- in the lab for literally over five years in some cases, which right. is just wild to think that that's the the development yeah. timeline for some of these things.
1: And it's the innovator. The other dilemma, thing to
0: note, you know, it's like, it is, as, it, your, it is. as your
1: company grows, it becomes so hard to be nimble. And, and by the way, I don't, I don't, that rudder I don't is closed. Yeah, yeah. you know, I want to clarify, I'm not, I'm not trying to paint this conversation as a bamboo versus Prusa conversation because there's a lot of new printers coming out. uh, And I think like the Sovel SV06 really kind of, you know, there were Prusa clones before, but people are like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This has kind of the same build, chassis, frame, all that, but it's injection molded parts, planetary gearbox, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. blah, blah. And that's, Mm -hmm. you know, there are a Mm -hmm. lot of great printers out there, but I think you're right in that like bamboo is where people are comparing if They're coming into the hobby and saying, I want the best.
0: It's in the it's in the conversation today, like the the most. But you're at, you're absolutely right, and there's going to continue to be new new players, and people are always right. looking for the best bang for their buck. I would say this: if at some point, if you if you were coming into this and you were expecting the Mark IV to be anything other than a uh, iteration on the previous design, you haven't been paying attention to the the way that it's you know yes. gone. Like the point of the Mark IV was to iterate and create an upgrade path, the way they always have historically yes. done, and that is part of the reason. Prusa has developed the respect that it has. That said, you know, you you do have your core customer base that you need to still uh, appeal to. And there's a lot of cool stuff to be excited about with Mark IV. I know I haven't answered the question of like, am I going to upgrade my fleet yet? We'll get to that. No, but this is
1: very interesting nonetheless. And I agree, and I was really excited about the Mark IV too uh, in the beginning. And then I'm I'm not patient enough, I think is my problem as well. Um, Yeah. But I I get you, and I totally get you. And... You know there are still people out there who buy. I'm trying to think of an example. I always go to car car examples because it's it's just really good comparison. Yeah. There's engineering. There's legacy. Um, right. It's not about what's the fastest. It's your car. Honda Civic. Yeah. Right. 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 There right. are people who buy super yeah. super reliable, less flashy cars, and I'm not going to make the comparison that you know Prussia's a Toyota, but maybe it's like. You know, are you buying the flashy Ferrari or are you buying the BMW? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um
0: and, and there's there's a lot of, you know, a lot of considerations to make. So on the business side of things, when I'm looking at that, I've already got a, a pretty substantial investment in my print farm that will continue right. even up unupgraded continues to have value because sure. honestly, if you're doing this for business, you realize pretty quick that a lot of times it's just um it's more practical to throw more machines at the thing than to like get a couple of super fast machines. Right. Right. Because now you've got redundancy you've got, you can always harvest for parts and and all that stuff in a way that, you know, you, you can't do with these other things. So if I, if I were making the decision now of what machine to buy, that would be totally different than if I'm like, Oh, I've got 30, you know, Mark threes right now, what am I going to do? Um, To answer that question, uh, one of the upgrade initiatives that we had last year that I'm still very happy that we did was we Revoized everything, which I still maintain is one of the best quality of life upgrades for 3D printing available, uh, especially if you were doing this for production. Because I don't know about you, but... I would go out of my way to avoid having to swap a nozzle like using a wrench and like the process historically. Yeah. Uh because inevitably some percentage of machines I would end up shearing the heat break, breaking a thermistor wire, breaking a heater cartridge and it was yeah. just like ah this isn't worth it so I would like allocate a couple machines to being a point 8 and some would be a point right. 6 and some would be a point 4 but then that would limit my throughput for different, you know, models and and yeah. things we were printing. And so when we went to revo it was so dead simple to swap out like you know uh finger tighten and, and remove yeah, yeah. and it was like it didn't matter it was very easy to go to 0.4 0.6 0.8 for your for, for your average at home user it's it's fine it's cool it's a neat to have but it's yeah. not like a, a massive time saver and in investment now what that means for the mark 4 upgrade is prusa decided to go their own direction with what they wanted to see happening yeah. with the yeah. But e three d still system.
1: makes it, which I think is really e three d. It's really cool of them to go. Hey, you're designing something that's going to compete with us, and you know what? Like that's that's fair, and we'll manufacture it for you because you want to go this direction. Like, I have respect Well, and Prusa, for that. Prusa's not stupid. They, they, they. Yeah, and I have respect for Prusa for making the decision. That's like.
0: It's easier for us to tap into the professionals that have know about how to, you know, machine yeah. these these parts and all this stuff, rather than us trying to reinvent the wheel. Totally. They have had a very, very close knit relationship with with E three D and the and the founders yep. from the jump. I yep. mean, it, you know, Joe and Sanjay were like at uh, you know university, uh, or you know, they did the whole thing at the University of Bath together and stuff. So like that's how kind of like deeply integrated yeah. that was. But I think it's a good business decision as well. You know that aside, I don't think it's just you know, um, right. you know, well, friendship decision. I respect I think it's the a good hell out
1: decision. of the you know. Here's the V six adapter, and that's like really the difference with Prusa, right? Is they, they, they make those decisions where it's like, well, this is going to eat into our pocket, but it's the right thing to do. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I do want right. to ask a clarification question because when I look at the Rep Box today, sure. uh, I yeah. see a lot of laser cut parts. What are you guys printing so much of that? you've got a whole print farm running so all the
0: brackets and the parts that basically hold those panels together are all 3d printed that and the handle and some of the you know so that said we um Realized pretty quickly, like once we refined our process and stuff, we had, and, and with the advent of my belting farm, which we haven't gone into as well, we've got yeah, way more right. capacity on printing than than we, we need. So we opened up, and I don't advertise this, but we do print parts for other companies as well. So print service was never really meant uh, to be a uh, segment for us, but it has proven out to be one. Um, And, you know, as a business owner, that makes me happy that I'm, I'm at least hedging, you know, in right. some ways. But I'm very particular about who I take on. Like, I'm not printing Iron Man suits. I'm not doing one off stuff. Yeah. Like, I want people that understand that they're looking for uh, something that exists in that space before you're going to like invest in injection molding. Right. Sure. But you're, you're making at least, you know, 250 to 500 parts a minimum. Uh, Cause otherwise, it's not worth getting out of bed for, um, sure. for the most part. Knock wood. You know, sure sure sure. prototyping that kind of stuff there's plenty yeah. of other you know go to go to zometry go to other things like if you just want to run some one-offs and stuff like that that's not what we're doing yeah here.
1: okay so that's that's what i had figured and then i know you're a big belt printing guy so i i'd figured <laughs> uh, and i think you're one of the only people i know who actually loves the cr30 like everyone else i've talked to <laughs> I love my CR 30s, which
0: I call the type R, you know, to go back to the to the you know, automotive, uh, you know, for type, yeah, yeah. type rep cord. But we've like invested, like I've become so obsessive with um, just pimping this thing out too. And when I say pimping it out, it's more for like reliability, 24 seven lights out operation kind of stuff. Sure. And it's still like hard for me to like stop. Like I've gotten to a much better workflow, like a much, 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 much better workflow than like, your average person that uh, you know they ship cr30 with their own like fork of cura and it's like it's terrible um most people like give up on it like way too quickly and and i would say i'm not a cr30 fan i'm an automation fan first and foremost Yeah. yeah so so the promise they were kind of first to really take I'm not gonna say f- there were other belt printing machines out there that were kind of little project-based things, but right. it was like the first real commercial offering. And um, and honestly, the thing's built like a tank. the The bones are really good, but they Crealityized, you know, a uh, lot of the the critical components. Right? That.
1: They killed, yeah. Which that. is same thing with the, I mean, the with the K1, K K. I mean,
0: cre- Creality going to Creality, right? I mean, like that's kind right. of their their thing. They're they're trying to. You know, keep it affordable and all that. I get it. And as a as a business decision, it's hard to criticize when you're, like, trying to appeal to that part of the market, okay?
1: Yes, but also, like, I'll draw a comparison, right? Like, Creality, Chinese company, Bamboo, Chinese company, but also with development in Europe and blah, blah, blah. Look at the mindset difference, right? And, and I'll point out, like, my thing, my big, like, epiphany about Creality when I tested the K1, is I was just like, dude, lean in to your competitive advantage, which is we're gonna make great cheap hardware and we're gonna use whatever software is free, which is, you know, they're using Fluid, they're using Marlin, they contribute to yep. Marlin. But like lean into that, man. Make it open source fully. Don't give me the Creality yep. skin version of it and just lean in and be like, hey, you don't like that Bamboo's using proprietary firmware? You don't like that Snapmaker is using heavily modified versions of Marlin, ours is fully open source. It just runs Clipper with some custom macros and custom tuning, but they double down, right? And they're like locking people into their own firmware. It's like, it's like I think
0: I think that's a cultural. It, yes. I think it's just a hard thing to like really understand when it's just not never been part of the culture. I don't know if that's yeah. a fair way to put it. Yeah. Um. I, I I I see it. But it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna wanna like lock it down and be your own thing and brand it and stuff like that, then you know, you got a limited there's a limited number of times where you can abuse the community before it's gonna, you know, it's not gonna work for you anymore. Right. And totally. I think the the mentality is what well, we gotta get while well the getting's good because the next printer's gonna be out and the next printer's gonna be out and then you know, it's like Yeah. I, I don't think they're playing the long game. Um Exactly. And that's 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 the business model. Um, it's just, I don't know.
1: Yeah. And I think you're right that there is a cultural, like it's a cultural misunderstanding of like how we perceive them as a company. Like I think in Creality's mind, we think of them the way that we actually think of like a bamboo or a Prusa. Like when Prusa says, Hey, we're modifying Marlin. You're like, Oh, it's going to be better. Than just off the shelf Marlin for this printer, it's gonna be awesome because you. But when Creality says like, "Hey, we're modifying fluid," you're just like, "Why? Don't do that. Just give me fluid. Just give me Clipper. Just give me you know." Yeah. Well. Okay.
0: So, I mean, you're but you're kind of coming from it like you you've built Vorons, you've you know you know that's 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 in your comfort zone. Right, And they, they as a company, really need to be in a space where they're trying to have mass appeal to people that don't... That's a fair point. Honestly, yeah. that don't care about open source. And they just yep. want that experience, right? Yep. And so somebody that's coming in that has no idea what Clipper is or any of that stuff, they're going to be like, wait, what's Clipper? Like, I bought a bamboo. Yeah. Why does this
1: say somebody else's name on it, right? That's true. Um, That's true. They're trying yeah. to vie for the same person. I think you're right. They're looking at the bigger... Bigger, bigger market, which is non three D printing people, which we don't see because you know you can't unknow what you know, right? Like we know that's right. We have to be comfortable with these machines. Uh They're going for the same people that Anchor are going for, or Anchor Make, sorry. Which is like you want to get, and you know the epiphany I had when I tested the Anchor Make. You know those mm-hmm. Cricut machines that are really popular among oh yeah yeah yeah. I had a sure. vinyl cutter, Pooch, fifteen years ago by Roland. Yep. It was a nightmare to use. You probably have plotters in your business and stuff. And if you've had vinyl cutters too, yeah, yeah. If you told me fifteen years from now, every Midwestern mama ages thirty to sixty is going to have a vinyl cutter on her desk and be able to use it, I'd have been like, "Get the fuck out of here!"
0: Never gonna happen.
1: Um, But but that's what Cricket has done, and that's. uh, that's, that's I think, what they're trying to do. I just realized I do need to take a moment, and we have to thank PCBWay, who's today's uh, video sponsor. So uh, yeah. don't let the name fool you because PCBWay actually does a whole lot more than PCBs. I'm a little scared to do the screen share, but let's see what happens. All right, that's two screens. You can see I'm watching a uh, video by uh, proper printing. Let's go. Oh,
0: love John. Yeah.
1: PCB Way. So, PCB Way does everything, you guys 3D printing, CNC machining. If Repcord does not agree to take you on as a print farm client, you can go <laughs> to PCB Way. They can print it for you in industrial scale. Obviously, they do yeah. PCB manufacturing, they do sheet metal manufacturing, injection molding. They can even CNC machine titanium for you. Uh, what? Yeah, it's pretty wild what they can do. And prices start at $5 for 10 pieces of PCBs. And by the way, even if you don't know how to design PCBs, because I do not personally, you can go and check out the projects section of their website and order other people's designs and projects. That designer gets a 10% commission for having designed it and you get to build their project, whether it's a robot dog or whatever. So check out PCBWay and thanks to them for sponsoring because they're awesome.
0: Hey, that was right. a great ad read, bud. Nice. Thanks, you're, you're man. pro. You're yeah, a pro.
1: I've done. I've only done a PCBWay ad every week for, I don't know how long. Denise, <laughs> I I I didn't say anything bad about Midwest moms, so I don't know why. I'm oh, my, why. Yeah, Denise, my. she's my favorite
0: Midwest Midwest mama. Lean into it, Denise. Come on, you own it.
1: She's great. Well, and yeah, it blows my mind that non-Denises are able to use the Cricket Maker. And, and I mean, that's become, they're a big business now, Cricket. Like it's a huge company. Can we stay with this for just a second? Because I think there's a,
0: there's a, there's a, there's an interesting case study in, in all of this potentially for 3d printing, right. Where, um, you're, you're absolutely right. Right. Like anybody that, that does any kind of like let's call it specialized craft trade or something like over time, like, you know, the, the notion of it becoming desktop, like the way people that were originally PC builders, like, I mean, you remember that process, right? You built a PC and all that stuff. You had to go down, you had to get your RAM stuff was incompatible. You had the wrong, you know, and then to think that, that, uh, you know, at that point in time, if somebody were to tell you, like, there will be a day where everybody everywhere has a, you know, computer on their desktop and you'd be like, nah, they're not going to know how to program. They're not going to, you know, all the things that, it yeah. requires to get there. But you see that that change can happen pretty quick. And what Cricket right. did immensely well, to my point from earlier, was they got into the, spa- the retail spaces, the Joanne fabrics, all of that stuff, and they found yep. use cases where – where they, you know, uh, people were already there that were into uh, especially like sewing crafts and, and stuff yeah. like that. And and it was like, here's how you can level up, right? And oh, now yeah. I don't know anybody that's into patterning and stuff like that that doesn't have a cricket because totally. if you've ever had to hand cut that stuff, it's miserable, right? So it can, totally. it can fill a lot of needs there.
1: And it, you um, know, there is something to be said about the fact that a plotter is much simpler, right? You have one axis yeah. and stuff. But are we maybe, I mean, like talk about Prusa, right? They're talking about how this load cell in the nozzle or on the hot end will be able to detect clogs. How far are we from it detecting clogs and then preventing them as they're happening? And then, Mm -hmm. you know, with Cricket, I have one, I never use it, but they've got really good tutorials and the software is so simple you can't get into trouble. Like there's no, hey, I want to run my own software on this thing. It is locked down to the max. To right. the point where like, you know, you do something wrong, it pops open a little video tutorial. How far are we from the point where it goes, hey, your printer's about to clog, take that little needle and shove it up the, you know, watch out, put it on the gloves <laughs> yeah, we gave yeah. you. But I yeah. don't think we're that far away. Uh, now, I, hope we're not. I think it's
0: a lot I think it's a lot closer than we think and it's one of these things that I think like that shift happens a lot quicker than we often realize the 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 idea that cricket took on uh, with you know locking down the system um that's nothing new right apple was right. notorious for that right and everybody was like you know power users would get all upset because like once you wanted to get outside of that like what they you know gave you but it's a very jobsian mentality right it's like no we're going to tell people what they want not what they <laughs> should and for the you, again, you got to take off like we we come in from these maker mentalities where we're the power user and we want full control and all that stuff. And so we rage and we kick and scream and all this stuff, but it's not for us in that way. They're bringing in people into the space that just aren't the same kind of
1: user that we are. Right. And frankly, there's a lot more of them than there are of right. us. And I, I kind of asked this at the end of my anchor make video of like, how many of us are going to be excited for that? Uh, Mm. you know versus how many of us are going to be purists and feel like because we went through the struggles and the learning curve and the burning our fingers and the you know long hours spent unclogging hot ends like there is a tendency i see this in bitcoin which as you can tell i'm like super into of people not wanting to welcome in the casual you know the the Midwestern grandpa who like <laughs> doesn't want to know how it works, but just wants to reap the benefits. Yeah. Um, and I think the yeah. community should welcome those people in because like, if anything, 3d printing to me is about democratization, right? It's about democratization of production, of creativity, of repair. So like, can we democratize the democratizing tool? Right.
0: Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, this is nothing new, right? Every community kind of goes through this, like this process, right? There's like, it feels like there's gatekeeping and the people that are like, I paid my dues and everybody else should have to too. But that is so short sighted to the progress of the overall industry in space. And if you step back and you can, you can put your ego aside for a second and recognize that it's all of these people that are coming in now, Right, that are like really starting to lift, you know. I say the rising tide lifts all benches in our space, right? Like that is the rising tide. Yeah. Um, and and we need to to be excited for it. And if you're a company, poke poke prusa and stuff like that, you you right. you say, Okay, the market's changing. Are we gonna Are we gonna be able to pivot the way that, say, like Dell or Compact did, where they just started? Let's start offering product for the, the every person, right? Um, and it doesn't mean we have to leave behind our other. But there, there is gonna have to be a transition because at some point, you know, we study history. Like we see, like the the builders and all that stuff. That's that's gonna become less and less a thing. Like there are gonna yep. be communities that still want to build, and that's fine. Yeah, but. In terms of overall market appeal, if you're trying to grow a company, totally. you have to make the pragmatic decisions, and you have to start looking at product design and user UX, UI,
1: all of it. Totally, and I think a great outcome for—I mean, we—you know—I always talk about like Wi-Fi routers and how none of us actually know how those work, but we all operate them. But Some I think—I yeah—I think the Cricket scenario is like a pretty good best case for what 3d printing could look like i mean cricket hasn't become internationally renowned it only just got to israel right and in europe i don't Mm. think it's as popular for a while half their product line didn't even have 230 like all those irons and stuff you couldn't buy in 230 volt yeah but yeah in terms of cricket in the u.s that's a pretty good outcome for 3d printing if it can be as ubiquitous and Denise just said, wait until people see what I get done with the Glowforge. Like that's a similar scenario. You know, mm-hmm, laser very mm-hmm. dangerous, but I played around with the flux and it's it's very reminiscent of that cricket software, man. It's the laser for every man. Yeah. Um I I I, I for one am excited. And
0: if you yeah. if we wanna I don't I don't know if you're if you're going this way with it, but I'm gonna take it this way a second. Please. I I, I I'm going to put on my Pooch Stradamus hat, my predictions for future, you know, because, because it's uh it's it's one of the big questions, you know, that a lot of people get in the space, like what's coming, what's going to be new and exciting right. and what's going to really like cause it to hook. I mean, you as an entrepreneur, you're familiar with the S curve of adoption of stuff where right. it's like, you know, people get really hyped. I mean, same thing with Bitcoin or anything. It's like, you see that initial climb and yeah. then there's a ton of competition. People get in, in whether it's AI or whatever. And then right. there's a culling, right? And the, so it's just like- Culling you know, and then there's,
1: there's th- like the value. Of, the, the, yeah,
0: the, yeah. yeah. Who's going to survive. And then there's like kind of that slow climb and, and, and we're seeing, we're seeing the same thing. The question is you're never quite exactly sure where on that graph you yeah, are. Right. Right. But, um, there's, there's, there's one, there's one thing. I feel like this is a good hook for a video. Like the one thing that is going to drive mass adoption of 3d printing into the future. Um, and I'm not trying to be like, you know, AI is going to solve everything but Think for a moment, if you will what what what's going on with AI now in the in the world of image generation mid journey yep. if you probably use stable d or in, in mid journey or any of those things right and you're and, and there's a lot of people going like, oh my gosh uh, or chat GPT like this is like supplanting some you know writers and designers potentially I don't want to get into that debate, but now imagine and this is a lot closer than you think guys and gals uh ai brought to the world of 3d modeling we've already starting to see little teasers of it i think luma teased it and stuff like that where i can describe so in my practical printing world say i can just say hey look i need a gear that's got 26 teeth and it's this diameter give me that and Uh and yeah here we go universe brain stuff right uh now i don't have to have cad skills in the same way To get in and start leveraging the tool set, right? And you want to talk about opportunity for growth and how many people are going to come into the space because the limitation, it's the same thing with the PC world from before. I don't have to know how to program a computer anymore. There's enough established software that just makes it easy for me. And we're going to see the exact same thing. And so now that's going to really, really solidify the importance of, of appliance grade Uh, of 3d printers where where that that overall experience is is full stack it's you know and that's
1: one step before that that has to happen which is just the overall like cohesive ecosystem of not only the software and the hardware that play together but the educational piece right like and and not having it be you know shooting myself in the own, in my own foot here not having it be 15 different youtube videos from 15 different creators like mm-hmm. when you open the cricket app or you get an iphone right like what's waiting for you right there one app right on the product itself called tips and you just sit there my i got my mother-in-law finally to get an iphone because i can't do green bubbles and uh and she's <laughs> like yeah you know i sat there one day with my coffee and it had this little yeah. app called Tips, and I watched it. And now look, watch this. And she like pays with her iPhone, and this yeah. is a woman who like didn't know how to operate anything on her Android phone. I'm like that's that's the experience, right? Like you you, I actually have a printer now, the X Max Three, which is an industrial printer, but it literally oh, on the touch of that term. Yeah. In, you know, industrial grade, right?
0: Industrial, yeah. Industrial, yeah, yeah.
1: like it's marketed towards businesses is yeah. what I'm saying. But on the sure. screen, they've modified Clipper and they're like, here's how you take off the nozzle and you just watch the video on the screen. There's no QR code. There's, It's like, unscrew the screws here and here and here. Yep. And you're like, fuck, uh, this is so good. It's so smart. Now, if only the slicer didn't suck and I could download the models right from within the iPhone app and da, 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 you know? it's still mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a long ways away but I I think software and education are going to be the biggest thing
0: yeah to and, get and to then point you know. I think that's a good distillation of what I was trying to just wrap into like UI UX, right? That user experience. And Raze has actually been doing what you're talking about for a while. Who's the other one? CraftBot, I think, had some videos that are integrated into the display. And so when you start to look at the value, you know, a lot of people are like, wait, I don't need this like, you know, big touchscreen screen on there. No, no, there's a method to the madness, people. Like, yeah, you can have the little click wheel robotic you know, thing, but that's really gonna limit your ability to like streamline right. the presentation for right. the every person user that we need to, you know,
1: yeah, really grow. And it was it was amazing to me, like getting into the mind of or trying to get into the mind of this mom that I had come in, who is my mom's age. My mom's not in the same city as me. And, mm. you know, I put the MacBook in front of her in the printer and she's just like you could see the anxiety rising. And I'm like, oh, but there's an the Anchormake has a iPhone app, right? And I'm like, oh, there's yeah. an iPhone app, and they have a bunch of models that you can just pick from. And she, like, got comfortable with that. And right, she said, like, right, well, right, what right. if I want other things that aren't on this? I'm like, oh, well, then you can go to printables. <laughs> and they have a desktop yep. app, which, by the way, is a lot – I mean, it's stripped down in the way that Creality is trying to strip theirs down. And she was, like, printing stuff in no time. So yeah. we're, we're Well, there's, there. there's
0: something – doesn't the new, uh, anchor, uh, it doesn't even have a display anymore. It completely re- relies on that, that thing. Yeah. And so is that, yeah, yeah, do you think that's part of the? Ma- I mean, I, there's a lot of people like, 100%. oh, it's a cost rejection technique, but if you're actually 100%, trying to,
1: that's it. It's the okay. same thing okay. as the cricket maker machine. It, it, and even they yep. copied, I don't know if they copied it, but it's like, set it up on the iPhone and then go to the printer. You know, they force you to go to the printer because then you have to physically look and make sure the materials are loaded and you push the play button. And I've always Mm -hmm. wondered, like, why I can control the entire Cricut maker from my iPhone. Why do I have to physically go over there and push the button? And I think it's partly the satisfaction, but it's also partly like, this is how they're going to make sure I don't destroy the machine. Because I can't just from the other room be like, start cutting stuff and not know what's in the machine. You know, Yeah, this is a challenge and that's part of the
0: user experience as well too because what happens when you're, you, inevitably when you add this level of complexity, you've got new points of failure, right? Yeah. And if it has to be cloud connected, what happens when the internet's down, all this stuff. So I think historically we felt safer having, you know, the same way, like it took a long time to like get rid of the floppy drive, get rid of the optical drive, you yes. know, like there was a comfort level of like that user experience, user yeah. interface. Yeah. But there's a lot of like reasons that that's unnecessary as long as the rest of the infrastructure works to support. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Pooch, I could talk to you pretty much all day. I do want to invite you back so we could continue this conversation because you and I have a lot in common and it's not just that we're Northern California boys. But I want to ask wow. what's next for uh, RepCord. I mean, what do you guys, <sighs> can you share with us some of the stuff you're working on? Are, do you have enough time between shipping existing product to develop new product or
0: no never enough time um yeah. i would say that the big learning experience from this year has been like r and d is such a painfully long and expensive process as i try to like release new things um yeah. and it's not just for like the the actual development of the product and getting it made and 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 dealing with supply chain and optimizing packaging and all the things that nobody ever thinks about that are <laughs> critical to the process um but it's it's like the marketing and the sales like i am known when you come in, you kind of are—you get typecast into one space, and so, you know, as I want to grow and expand and get wider, it's a lot harder for me to get like things to hook uh, in in the same way. With and, and I'm bootstrapped, and so, really thinking about like how how do I. Do I take on investment? Do I take on a partner? Like, how do I give yeah. myself the runway needed to like really get to the next level? So there's yeah. a lot of business strategy stuff that nobody really cares about that like I'm in the process of mulling through right now. Um, I think the, the short, the short near term is um, re- refining. <laughs> we talked about getting product to the level that you actually wanted to release it. Like even the rep box, believe it or not, did not have the vision of like what I originally sketched out wanting it to be. yeah. And so I, I, I'm hesitant to use the term like for the forever version, but I think V three or whatever the, like the next one, like I really want that to be just like the final offering for the main yeah. line. And then pro I want to start moving to like a pro line, looking at some better industrial options, which is why I've been going to more industrial trade shows, looking at what the needs cool. are, but that's a whole
1: different customer base and,
0: yeah. You know, there's more money there potentially, but it's harder right. to tap into as well.
1: I've got so. so many ideas that I would just love for you to do. <laughs> like I've tried to, just so you guys know, I've tried to pitch pooch on ideas and just be like, hey, please take this idea and do it so I can buy it from you or or ideas it, are or never pers- the problem, I like to yeah, say. Yeah. I,
0: I am burdened with way too many ideas. It's yeah. it's that execution. It's that time and energy and and resources I, and finances. I mean, I,
1: I'm still going to tell them to you because I want you to do them, maybe. Oh. I would love – feel, like, feel free. I want an enclosed rep rack, like some kind of way. I mean, I've got big-ass laser cutters. Like, How yeah. can I enclose my rep racks, like build storage on there? So basically – as you said in our messaging, uh yeah. reverse engineering the rep rack to be or sorry, the rep box. You're turning the be, rep rack back into a rep rack. A rep box. Rep basically. box, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I would yeah. love that. Because I'm as anyone who tries the rep rack, I'm obsessed. Like I wanna put them everywhere. They're freaking yeah. great. And if guys, if you haven't done the rep rack, like even if you have a small room, it's over Pooch's head. It's just the most brilliant open source like French cleat based cool filaments French cleats. Uh,
0: French cleats. I've, I've got a yeah i've got a tiny one there but there it's oh, yeah. modular i love modular right. design so it's like you can make them as long as you can get and i of, do <laughs> uh, yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah and it's great for mass storage are you thinking like you want like you so if you did a whole like eight foot shelf span like you want to be able to like flip a lid down over the whole thing is that what you're thinking or are you doing like a segmented Thing, like what you described the ability in meters, to have
1: it be enclosed on one segment, right? Because you don't need all your filament closed, uh-huh. Uh-huh. but like to be able to put all my nylons and have one segment of it be closed, maybe a meter long. I speak hmm. meters now. I've l- not lived in yeah, the meter, meters so long. have yeah. like one meter be right, but then have it be in line with the entire rest of the system. So it's like I have yep. my you know my special filament stored in there. I think it would be cool. So that's one idea. Number two nobody i've tried almost all the the like popular filament dryers no one makes a really good one that has the level of thought and thinking okay so that i know Um, that's
0: been my white whale honestly and we don't have time to go into all that right now but i've i've spent a lot of brain
1: cycles on that one uh denise (laughs) says she's with me rep cabinet that's what we need rep cabinet my um, problem
0: is, like, my ideas are so big and bulky, and nobody wants to pay to ship things, and then they get damaged. And so it's like, I want I, the E3D's got it made, man. They got like high dollar, yeah. tiny products that get shipped, you know, inexpensively all
1: over the place. Like, I need that. I've always That's thought the, the idea of like local, basically, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with this idea of what Coca Cola does, right? Like, mm-hmm. local bottling. So Coca-Cola, yeah. it's it's kind of like a franchise, but ultimately they figured out very, very early on it's very expensive to ship water around the world. Totally. So let's just ship the minimum. So in your case, like let's ship the laser cut parts and then have lo- like a local rep rack factory or whatever cut the big ass mm-hmm. panels of of Lexan in Germany or in the Middle yeah. East or in Asia. I've been down I've been down, been down road that road and I, and I, and I call it
0: dis- distributed manufacturing. I think yep. the challenge is finding the right partner for that because it is inherently viewed as like, Oh, how hard can it be? Like I can, and like this, something as simple as a box guys, like yeah. there is so much more that goes into it. And unfortunately you get into regional things like packaging is not available right. in the same way. So it's like, we have right. to completely redesign. And so there's, yeah. or like the same, types of Lexan are not regionally available or woods that are it. common here are not common in Europe and Asia. So that is true. Go.
1: That is very true. Uh, David says something very interesting. People are on point with the puns today. They go, yeah, you would call it a mm-hmm. rep rap, rep grip." Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
0: I, uh, that's my, if anybody's been paying attention, my naming convention is very basic. I just throw rep in front of everything and that's all my product naming. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tactics. So there you go.
1: All right, so I won't push you for future products, but I will ask that you come on as you're as you're releasing them, and we talk about them in the future. I've kept you longer than I've kept any other guest. Uh, I'm is, sorry. Is, is, no, no. Talk all day. I I've kept you because I've just enjoyed the conversation, and there was a, a 50 minute delay on our talk. Yeah. Uch, yeah. Where can I send people? I know you have a podcast, the website. Where can I send people if they want to support you? Yeah. Okay. So repcord.com
0: is where all of our stuff that we sell is. I am R E P K O R D on literally every social media platform that is out there. Uh, If you want to be like bored with my musings and stuff like that, I'm on Twitter pretty regular or X or whatever the hell it's called now. Uh, And who knows what it'll be called next week um right. and and then i also um uh, i've got some printables i've got a ton of our designs out on printables uh that are open yeah. source and free to mod i've I'm like so I get so excited when people do remixes and share upgrades yep. to the ecosystem and all that stuff. And we've got our little thing if you want to donate and stuff as well. I don't know if you saw this, but re- uh, they just, they just dropped uh, the monetization on printables like today. Um, and so we're looking at maybe we'll build out some of that for instead of being like a 3d designer, like a photos is where he's doing like these incredible yeah, yeah. statues, like I'm thinking about like maybe trying to take some of more more of my uh, product design things like Digital. that are that are more more functional and just like hey if you want to support us we can totally. um, offer up some stuff this way. So totally. I don't know, let me know in the comments if you, if you guys like that in idea. my
1: last video I, I did my rep rack. I kind of like hid the vegetables of a shop workshop video into a 3D printing challenge. And I said in there like I literally cannot believe that the rep rack system is free. Um, because on the <laughs> one hand it's super cool of you, on the other hand you've literally Kind of like undercut your own. I mean, because you're the family I know, Orange I guy, do right? that. Yeah. But like good on you, man. And I hope that the community has supported you in kind. And uh, now that there's a monetization feature, I'm going to go on there and throw you a few bucks for my awesome rep rack that oh. I'm doing. Oh, I
0: appreciate that. That's kind of you. Yeah, no, it's it's um, it's a good time. Honestly, like I I'm humbled by the fact that I would not be here were it not for all the efforts of the people that put in the work to get the printers and stuff before us. And so I always like to try to to give back in open source as well. Like yeah. I, even when I was a, a web developer, I was using open source tools. So yep. anytime I can contribute back in some way, that's that's what I try to do. That is awesome.
1: Well, folks, make sure to check out RepCord and the Maker That Money podcast, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. You never mentioned the Yep, name. that's
0: my podcast. Yeah, yeah you're right. It? Maker That Money. Uh, we talk okay. about maker entrepreneurship. So if you're interested in maybe making a go for it yourself, come uh, check us out. We're on all the podcast platforms.
1: Awesome. And we will link it in the description. Pooch, it's been a pleasure. Next time I visit mom and dad in Northern California, I want to treat you to a coffee, my friend. Yeah, let's do it. Sounds good, right. brother. Thanks for all coming right. on. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye. Let's see if I can get to go.
0: Thanks for tuning in to the Infill Podcast. For show notes or links to anything mentioned in today's episode, visit thenextlayer.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to leave us a review wherever you're listening or click the like button to let us know and consider subscribing to The Next Layer on YouTube so you can tune in live and participate in the next conversation. We'll see you on The Next Layer.